Welcome back to the Imposter's Way podcast, the place where I keep a beginner's mind. I am the imposter. And you hopefully can keep on learning from all the things that I kind of learned along the way. Today, we'll dive a bit more deeper into the question of what money really is. The simple question we opened up with last time. Because understanding what money is helps us to understand why Bitcoin is even a thing. And it helps us understand quite a lot of other things as well. Today we will talk about grandmas, we'll talk about gold, we'll talk about dollars under pillows. And with that, I think we have like a, a better picture of what money is. And then we can get to the question of what good money is a bit later. And before we get too far into it, as always, transcripts, sources and further reading material can be found at theimpostorsway.com. There I have for each episode, I have a transcript, roughly what, what we're covering, as well as the sources to all the kind of controversial statements I'm making here. So check that out if you're interested. Okay, with that, we can jump into today's episode. The topic is store of value, and that is the second property of money that we want to discover. And why do we want to discover the properties of money? Let's just quickly do the why first. So lots of people will be very dramatic about Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And they'll say extreme things like that will fix everything and it will go up in value indefinitely. And others like the ECB, for example, the European Central Bank, will say things that it's a solely speculative asset and will never be money or anything close to it. So both of them are wrong, in my opinion. If I had to bet, I'd say the truth obviously lies somewhere in between. And to get to this kind of calm and rational point where we, where, where we want to go to, I think, and where I, I find myself, is we have to get there from a place of understanding instead of starting with conclusions. And that's something that I see missing a lot of times. So that's why we're learning. At least I'm trying to do my part in trying to educate about what I've learned about what money is. And when we do that, I think we can see where Bitcoin could come in useful. And that's all we're kind of trying to understand. So last time we covered the first property of money, and that is medium of exchange. Money allows us to exchange goods and services into something generic that we can then trade in for goods and services ourselves. And that without needing this coincidence of ones, we could call it. And that is the... This coincidence of ones means that we don't need to find a counterparty that coincidentally wants the exact good or service that we have to offer and has in return a good or service that we want. Right? We don't have to find somebody that wants exactly what we have and can trade it in. Right? We can go into something generic and then we have purchasing power and then we can buy what we want with it. And today we'll cover the second property and that is store of value. Just to kind of bit by bit understand the concept of money a bit better. Uh, next time we will cover unit of account and with that having covered the most, the three most important properties of money. So store of value, what does that mean? A store of value is any asset. And we learned in the first episodes of the blockchain land series that an asset is just any good that you can buy and sell. So it's a very generic term. 
A store of value is any asset that you can buy that man maintains a stable value. Also, that seems rather duh, like that seems rather basic. It seems obvious, right? But what's important here is that the store of value will let you keep your purchasing power. That's what's meant by value. And I think that is an important distinction we have to take apart. So let's say you have some gold jewelry passed down from your grandma. Some of it you, you keep for sentimental reasons, right? And some of it you sell because you really love to have a bigger garden and you want to buy a bit of more property next to your house. Okay? G stick with me here. Your grandma sold one hectare of her land in 1950 and to buy that gold jewelry that you now inherited. Okay, so, so she, she sold one hectare of her land in 1950. It was a pretty wealthy grandma back then, and pretty independent too. And she sold the hectare of land for, um, for, for, for getting that gold jewelry, right? And now you have that gold jewelry. And now you sell that gold 60 years later, and you buy one hectare of land for it. That is the power of purchasing power. That is real value, right? We don't know how much your grandma paid for that hectare of land in 1950 in dollar or euro terms. It also doesn't matter really. The euro didn't even exist back then. But land is land and gold is gold. And land is something valuable, inherently valuable. And gold maintains value over time. To understand why and I, you know, why I and many others are so excited about giving people the opportunity to store their value. I would say we have to see how that would work with dollars and then it will make more sense. So let's take the same example with the grandma inheriting, you inheriting a hectare of land or gold from your grandma and, and let's look at that in dollar terms. So let's, let's run the same experiment. Um, and let's run it in the US because the US currency symbol like it didn't change for the last 60 years in comparison to Europe, for example. And therefore, there's really good historical statistical data on it for every year. So imagine you have an American grandma. She sold her property, one hectare, right, for $100,000 to keep the number simple, okay? And she's happy because that's a good price and she knows that she can pass a lot of that down to her children Be and then grandchildren, which is where you come in. So because people were hardcore and analog back then, she takes the $100,000 in cash and puts it under her pillow. Okay, there was no electronic wire transfers back then. So we already know where the story goes. We know that your grandma was wise enough and bought gold for that cash. And if she would have kept it under her pillow in, 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 in cash and passed on the paper bills, those would be worth a thousand times less today. A thousand times. Meaning that the purchasing power of the $100,000 your grandma had under her pillow now would be worth a thousand times less in real terms. So in dollar terms, the same hectare of land, so let's do it the other way around. In dollar terms, the same hectare of land would cost $1.135 million 
in 2021. That is from $100,000 to $1.1 million. Meaning that the land obviously has a somewhat stable value, but the currency has changed. Right? And this is um, a bit a preemptive statement of, of what we are covering next time with the unit of account. We measure things in dollars. But the measurement changes over time. And there is a really good um, calculators for this online that I will link. So what we've understood is that the cash from your grandma to now would have been a thousand times less powerful in purchasing power. And with that, we have to understand this dangerous and scary word of inflation. The dollar is not a stable value store over long periods of time. And that is actually intentional. We call that effect inflation. That's all it is. And inflation has some positive and ne negative aspects to it. And that is all debatable. There's a lot of like economists and politicians saying all, all, all you know, it's, it's absolutely necessary. And it's, it, it is the most evil thing you've ever seen. That doesn't matter really for us. I think for me, what's not debatable is that we need to educate about it. We as individuals need to understand that our cash devalues over time and currently is doing so at faster rates that we've seen in quite a few years. And that is all public data and that is all publicly available on the ECB website, on the US websites. Like this is intended, right? This is public information. It is just not taught. We don't le learn this at school. So it is, I think for me, it was quite the insight and an important unlock to understand that our cash devalues over time, over long periods of time, especially since 1950, that's a thousand times less value in cash, right? So I think there's these calculators, which I'll link up. You can also search for inflation calculators. Um, you can go for different regions. You don't have to go for a 60 year time frame. Maybe that's unrealistic for you. But playing around with these inflation calculators, I think are the best way of getting a good intuition of what this effect means. Okay, so we have to understand inflation to understand store of value. Because the one function of money, and that is where I already want to conclude for today, is to keep its purchasing power. We've learned that purchasing power does not mean a number in dollars. It means that I can buy similar kinds of goods for, for that over a long period of time. I can sell a hectare of land into gold and I can buy a hectare of land 60 years later with the same amount of gold, at least roughly, right? This is the intention. If I, had to if I had, would have kept my value or if your grandma would have kept her value in dollars, it would be worth a thousand times less today. So you could buy a thousandth of a hectare. Not great, right? Not the intention of inheriting um, something. Okay, so that is store of value. And it is really tightly correlated with the effect of inflation, which is the devaluing of a, of a currency of a money over time. Okay, 
Now, let me give a caveat. Over a short period of time, cash or the dollar, the euro, etc. are actually pretty good stores of value. It is just over long periods of time that they really suck. So they're horrible at maintaining a purchasing power over 60 years. But actually, over a couple of weeks or a year or whatever, it's not that bad. The, the baker next door will not change the price of the bread and they actually measure it in euros or dollars. So for you, it looks very much stable. And I think understanding that difference is crucial. The choice of where to store your purchasing power depends on your time horizon. I think that's already enough for today. Store of value is, again, like many of these episodes, a simple concept, but it has quite some implications down the road once you internalize it and really think about it a bit. And it is another step on our journey to, to understand what money is and what good money is. So next time we'll round out the picture by covering this unit of account property. And that is all about using money as a measuring device. We've already built a bit of intuition about that today, but I want to dedicate a full episode to it. And the reason why I want to really take this apart is I think it's a very, very important question. Uh, if I haven't mentioned that already, I'll mention it again. I think it is a shame that we do not cover these fundamental questions in school or in most of the universities that at least I have heard of, not even in the economics classes. And I think we have the taboo topic of not being able to talk about how we deal with money, right? How we, how much we earn, how much we save, how we go about making sure our expenses don't like, this is all the daily things that societally we don't talk about as much. That is one thing, but there is even more fundamental questions. And these concepts that we're covering here are ones that I'm very glad that I invested some time in to understand them because it makes me understand the world better. And I hope I can kind of pass some of that um, passion I have for it um, onwards to make it to make it tangible and entertaining uh, for you to to pick up something as well. But I definitely encourage you to go on your own journey here and just kind of keep learning on these topics. And once you've understood it, and once you've understood some principles, and you've, you've, you've kind of formed an intuition around it, there's no reason not to move on to other things, but just investing at least the minimum amount of time to get to get a good feeling for it, I think it's absolutely worthwhile. So as I said, I'll link sources for the readings and also these calculators on theimpostorsway.com. With that, I'm excited for the next episode next Sunday. And until then, make sure that you store your value wisely and have a great day.